0: hello and welcome to this week's worldwide civility council podcast on civility today's podcast is a rebroadcast of civility speaks by robert Sachs. the topic of this podcast is harmony and civility this podcast is dated october the 3rd 2021 thank you that in terms of polarities and what is going on around us, when you look at what's going on environmentally, what's what going on in terms of the pandemic, that really politics and uh, inertia and fear and denial all come together to create what the historical Buddha talked about with respect to this time period which is essentially one of being a rather dark time and not realizing necessarily that one of the most important tools we can use at this time is gonna be civility because at some point what we need to do is look across the aisle, look into each other's eyes and figure out a way of conversing, communicating and working that will finally begin to move things in a more positive direction. But we'll see. In the meantime, I want to talk about one particular topic that we banter about a lot. And that's the idea of we want to see peace and harmony. Those words oftentimes go together. But what's interesting about peace and harmony is that obviously they are very, very distinct Um, yet interdependent. Furthermore, there are internal aspects of those two words and external aspects of those words. External peace is inexorably linked to internal peace or inner peace. It could be argued that if there's no inner peace, there really isn't on the outside A lasting or viable peace that can occur. In some circumstances where differences are seemingly intractable, perhaps this is as good as it gets. A good example of that is what's going on between Israelis and Palestinians, where what they do is they sort of have these little hiatuses in between when bombs are being lobbed back and forth across their borders. I have a good friend, or let's say a man that I, uh, I respect greatly, who I've interviewed, his name is Christopher Timmis, a meditation teacher who talked about the fact that he works both with Israelis who are interested in meditation, as well as Palestinians who are interested in meditation. And when he talks about the notion of peace, they just kind of brush it off. They don't see it as really possible what they look for in terms of what's on the other side is security they want to feel secure so peace and security which is very very like you know when can the sort of the harm stop it does not necessarily mean that there is peace but there is the absence of the conflict so to, so to speak in which case harmony Harmony is not even anything that is remotely on the radar. And in reality, harmony is a very deep issue. It's more of a heartfelt matter that requires a sincere commitment to engender. Harmony is where various dimensions of thought, being, or expression blend to create a well-integrated Living peacefulness, which in turn is reflected in our inner attitudes, and then reflected in what happens around us. Uh, there is a term, interestingly enough, in in uh, in Tibetan. It's called shinjong, which means a peace, uh, a uh, a an environment is tamed. And by tamed, it's not only peaceful, it's like there's a, a sense of integration that's there. It feels like there's a coherency to what is felt in that situation that one finds oneself in, be it a meditation room or it could be a, a larger room or even a, uh, um, a, a part, of, part of the country even, if one has the ability to engender a kind of attitude that gets engendered by more and more people. And we have the 100th monkey effect. But right now, what I want you to imagine in terms of yourself and peace and harmony is yourself within a circle. This idea is something that I have learned in Freemasonry where you are like a, a dot inside a circle. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to circumscribe your desires keep them within due bounds so that what ends up happening is you stop uh, polluting the environment just with your three poisons with your confusion with your attachments with your aggressiveness however they manifest but what we try and do is we try to um rein them in as best we can see them for what they are really see them for what they are and at the same time to try and do this to try and rein ourselves in or see things as they are does require a tremendous amount of effort not only that we may want to do that ourselves but that inner work that we may do doesn't happen in a vacuum You might be on some kind of retreat somewhere. You might be able to isolate yourself in some way, but more than likely, you're going to bump into other people, other people who have their own circles and their own dots, other people who may not be interested in maintaining themselves inside a circle whatsoever. Okay. But even if they are, what happens is, we end up bumping into their circles. We end up bumping into they who might have uh, their own ideals, their own perspectives, and they may not be different than ours. Okay. We can have very many similar ideals as to what we want, but then like I've said again and again, in so many of these broadcasts is that the, uh, the devil is always in the details. So what happens is we have what we want, we have our own peacefulness, and then we bump up against something else and suddenly our peace, our harmony, those inner experiences we have get tested finally. And sometimes what happens is more, more resembles something like uh, a bunch of bumper cars ramming into each other, overlapping, colliding, causing damage. those things happen naturally whether that's in a uh, relationship a, an individual couple relationship, whether it's within a family, whether it's in a group, a nation, etc cetera, etc cetera, okay because what we have to realize is in this situation um, this is not something which is um, optional, it is something that is just a fact. Being beings who we are, we have an altruistic spirit, we have a Buddha nature. And in, in, in many regards, the way in which that Buddha nature gets tested is in social environments. So we really, uh, in this world, have to find out, well, how good is my peace? How good is my harmony? that I have inside me, inside my situation, when we begin to bump up against the world, the people that we like, the people that we don't like, the people that we don't even know. And this is an interesting kind of conundrum that has plagued us historically, and philosophers look at it, the idea between absolute, and relative reality, unconditional and conditional reality, where we have agreement. We have an agreement on how we would like things to be. And then we get into the nitty gritty of the bricks and mortar of what it takes to do that. To get past that log jam, if we really want to engage in peace and harmony, there are three principal steps which we should learn. The first one has to do with this notion of equanimity and equality, what in Masonry is called being on the level, that there's no one above you, no one below you, that we are all just beings floating in this cosmic soup, and that that's a very important factor in creating harmony is not having this sense of me being better or lesser than someone else so being on the level that kind of notion is extremely important to try and really come to terms with okay swallowing our pride overcoming our self of sense Self-denigration, and I've mentioned in these podcasts, the idea that of all the mind poisons that there are, self-denigration is one of the worst. You can be prideful, you can be a bit of a jerk, okay? But oftentimes when you are jerk, people push back on you, but it's very, very hard for others to really help you when you're just beating up on yourself when you're tormenting yourself from within, making yourself feel worse, seeing yourself as being lower or lesser. That's much, much harder. We may look at people that are prideful and think that that's really kind of disgusting, but what's much more disgusting is the bad time we give ourselves in terms of not trusting the altruistic nature and the basic loving kindness that is a part of us being humans. The second aspect, other than being on the level, is active listening, okay? And so much of what can happen uh, when you abandon the beating up on yourself and judging everybody too harshly is suddenly, as you get past the pride, get past your own denigration, and suddenly you're listening to yourself better, and as a result of listening to yourself better, you also begin to listen better to others. So there's this act of listening. Can you pay attention to what's going on inside you? And as a result, will that spread out to you? And more than likely, it will extend out into those around you, okay? The most important voice you need to hear for you to rectify what's going on with you is your own inner voice. And that own own inner voice is going to be that inner guru that gives you and provides you with your own salvation at some point, at some point. And lastly, other than this being on the level, active listening, is this notion of civility, what I wrote about in the book, The Path of Civility. In any harmonious situation, civility is a key attribute. So much so that George Washington really had it so that civility was what really guided his presidency. It guided him throughout life from a very young boy. It wasn't his superior education. It was really his ability to look at propriety, decorum, as aspects of civility but learning how to be with others in a way that was on the level listen to them okay and be with them in a way which made everybody feel very comfortable with him similarly we look at the story of the historical buddha who interestingly enough spent a lot of time talking about social interpersonal and communal issues and the importance of developing right speech and, and civility. Again, the first part of my book is devoted to this. And interestingly enough, Albert Pike said that he thought that the Buddha was probably one of our first Masonic judges, our first Masonic um, so like, luminaries on this planet, even though he was not a mason that we know of. But the idea of being on the level, which really, when you have to understand, living in the caste system of what's above you and what's below you, and somebody saying that everybody is on the level with this Buddha nature, was extremely revolutionary. Extremely revolutionary. And in the Buddha's teachings, he talked about what are called Wisdom Buddhas. And these Wisdom Buddhas have these aspects, which I've mentioned before, but in the context of harmony, I would like to present them. These are the five steps of wise action, which I'll probably repeat several times as I go along and do more and more. Hopefully you'll see me again and again doing these. So the first step in wise action or creating harmony is to step back, okay? So the first step in being able to step forward to solve a problem is the first step back, gain a wider perspective on what's going on. The second one is to assess. That's the next wise step. You assess what's going on. You use your critical thinking skills, okay? I think the idea of being non-judgmental is way overrated. In many respects, what has to happen is you have to look at situations for what they are. Who's being harmful? Who's being helpful? Do we understand what's harmful? Do we understand what is helpful? Do we know these things? How well do we assess these things free from our attachment to our own ideas as to what we think things are about. We try to assess, surmise what's there and what needs to be done. The third step is to reflect and that reflection is about the heart. How well do we understand our part in the situation? I have said, that when you wake up in the morning and step out of your door, there are political consequences. When you buy a sandwich, when you buy an iPhone, when you buy something, there are consequences in this world that we all have blood on our hands. And this is not some moral condemnation of who we are. It's just a recognition that that is just a fact in the relative world. In the relative world, we are interacting and hopefully we do the least amount of damage as we go along the way, which is why paying attention and trying to be as responsible as we can is very, very important. The idea of the four thoughts that revolutionize the mind and turn the mind to spirituality and the idea of thinking of others, the idea of thinking of others which is so important to our happiness, because unless we think of others, more than likely our happiness will be very, very short-lived. The fourth step is to engage, being on the level, assessing the situation, reflecting on our part in what's going on. Then with all that in place, we can now step out. We can now step out and engage people. Now, I'm not saying that these are always that you have hours or days to do this. You might have moments in order to do these things, but I'm inviting you to think of these things sequentially. Okay, step back, assess, reflect, engage. Once you engage in that way with this kind of perspective Then what you can do is you can then engage the situation and enact. You can enact. And basically what this means is now that you've been able to walk into the situation and you're now walking arm in arm with others, when you enact what's going on, more than likely there will be a harmonious situation that you will have created. Again, each of us possesses Buddha nature. One of the hallmarks of this is our altruistic spirit. And at the time, same time, over time, there are the three poisons of ignorance, attachment and aggression, the ways in which we habitually do things that are unskillful, the addictions we have to our own tendencies, the double downing that we do on negative tendencies, These are things we need to look at and be more accepting and loving about towards ourselves. Thus, the peace and harmony we seek requires a commitment in thought, in being, and expression, which I assert is the best way in which we can then look at the five steps of wise action and then move forward. Furthermore, if we do engage each other in such a manner, on the level with listening listening actively, and applying those five wise steps, whatever we do is gonna go much more smoothly. What will happen is we have created a situation, a spirit of harmony, and in the world of contagion that we are now living in. When we engage situations harmoniously, that harmony can be contagious in the best possible way. So that's all I have to say for today. I want to thank you for listening. And I look forward to speaking with you all again. This has been another podcast from the worldwide Civility Council. We thank you for listening. For further information on civility and our other projects, please check out our website at civilitycouncil.org. Thank you.